All right, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find dope people that did, did really, really dope stuff. And today is no different. Um, I was in a mastermind with this gentleman um, in Miami, Neil's mastermind. And everybody was like, I think it was at dinner or something like that. And before I got my food, you just started talking. I'm like, yo, there's no more seats over there, Josh. You're sitting over there, and I'm sitting over yeah. there with you. And you really outlined the game, man. So, Mr. Josh Chris, what's going Absolutely. on, brother? Man, it's a pleasure to be here. I know we've been trying to get this lined up for a while, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. Excited to share some game with the people, man. Yeah, please, man. So, uh, we know you are the king of uh, um, Amazon fulfillment. And yep. I guess you kind of... Let's just start with like who you are, the things you've accomplished. I know it, I don't want to feel like you're bragging on yourself, but yeah. just to just to lay a foundation of what you've accomplished in a really short period of time. Yeah, absolutely. So over the last several years, I went from literally just got out of jail, no diploma, no high school diploma, no credit, no money, nothing to um, building, you know, an eight figure business with Amazon would change my life. Like at the AMZ formerly, we say you're one product away because the business changed my life. Right. So long story short, um, I got out of jail. I met my wife through a mutual friend. I would go visit her when I was looking for jobs. I couldn't even get a real job. So I was going to temp agencies trying to find work and I would go visit her and she worked for an entrepreneur that sold, uh, sold bath and body products. So that became my first mentor. I didn't know about entrepreneurship, didn't know about any of that. And this is the key about relationships and about opportunities. They're all around us. You just have to identify them. So I was hungry. I'm like, they're telling me $7 an hour. I'm hand sorting through trash. I see this older gentleman taking sales calls and making stuff himself and selling it. And I was intrigued. So I got the game from him and he was doing all the sales calls and was telling people like, the future is going to be Amazon. The future is going to be Amazon. And I asked him like, why, why is nobody doing it? And they said, because they're afraid to do something new. Mm. And he told me something that stuck with me forever. He said, if you want to get results that you've never gotten, you have to do things that you've never done. So I'm like, listen, I have no money. You front me some product that you can't sell or some extra stuff. I'll figure it out. Long story short, through trial and error, just time studying, testing, uh, we did a million dollars in one year with that product. The first year? First year. What was the product? So it was bath bombs. It was a bath and body product. And the funny thing is, he had a bunch of it laying around because he couldn't sell it. His main product was soaps, lotions, and uh, scrubs. And the product he couldn't really sell was bath bombs. So he was like, I got a bunch of this laying around. I just took what he had laying around. Right. One man's trash is another man's treasure. I took what he had laying around, figured out how to repurpose it, repackage it, sell it on Amazon. What, where, what was his main means of selling now? Like when you met him, right. just a website or? So he was a manufacturer and a distributor himself. So he sold business to business. Mm. So what I did is I, I went and took that product business to consumer. Right. So it was a whole nother distribution channel. It was a whole nother angle. And he knew it. He just was stuck in his own ways. He did SEO. What he had was working. Since then, I took that brand. I scaled it to over $11.2 million in three years. Mastered my craft, my formula, which I call the AMZ formula. Mm, all right. So I got I to gotta ask you. And I don't know if there's a personal. When people go to jail, are you supposed to ask them what they went to jail for? Yeah. Is that okay or is that rude? Yeah, all right, yeah, so, yeah. Do you mind? Yeah, no, it's, it's all good. I like being transparent. You know, it's funny. I used to not talk about it, but now I feel like somebody may be in my position. 100%. And like, I could just, talking to that person, I'd tell them, like, your current situation is not your final destination. And it's like, I used to look at this stuff um, like, 
the, the trials and tribulations and adversity that we had is a disadvantage or like weights, like chains holding me back. And so many of us feel like that. But what it is is a superpower, because if I didn't come from where I came from and I wasn't didn't have the smarts from the environment that I came from, I feel like I wouldn't be as successful as I am today. Mm. So I, I got a CCW, which is carrying a concealed weapon, and I got a drug charge. So I was a felon at 18, had no high school diploma. You know, high school teachers said I wouldn't amount to nothing. Like family members were telling my mom, you're going to end up dead or in jail. I was just around the wrong crowd. Like you're the sum of the, f- the five closest people closest to you. So if you're hanging around people that's not doing much, chances are you can see your future. Right. So it's all about opportunity. Like I was in the same environment where like I was messing up and I was around the wrong people. Same environment, same indi- uh, same neighborhood. But I found one person had one opportunity and it changed my life. Mm. So you just got to be looking for it. Like so many times we're complaining, we're complaining, we're pointing our fingers at our parents or our neighborhoods or our ethnicity or whatever it may be. But when you point a finger at somebody, there's three pointing right back at you. Mm. So instead of blaming my mom for not being financially literate, not teaching me about this and that and blaming the community and not having a dad and everything, we all have stuff that we blame. Mm. I started to look for opportunities. Listen, complaining ain't going to get me nowhere. But if I start being observant around who can help me, who's doing better, who can I learn from, you'd be surprised what you see that's right around you. Wow. So your your girl with your wife at this point, she was working for the guy and you say, hey, man, I just I I, I need an opportunity. Right. Was that the approach or was it? Just let me ask you a few questions or let me take you to lunch. What was your approach? I was hungry. I would I was literally just going to see my wife and just spend time at the time. Girlfriend, just hang out with her. She was around the corner from um, uh, Spartan Staffing Company, which is where I was going. They would try to, like, get you a job doing stuff that people don't want to do. Looking for a job. Yeah, I, I couldn't even get a real job. So I had to go to a staffing company and they give you the jobs that nobody else wanted. So my job that I had for minimum wage was hand sorting through trash. I was a, a trash sorter at uh, through Spartan staffing company and I work for a company called Finitech. Crazy story like and, and this could go deep but just crazy story. Let's go, let's go. That, comp- that company Finitech, right? I was going to meet my wife and I was talking to her boss which was my uh, mentor who taught me all this. He had a small location right around the corner from the staffing agency. I blew up that first year. We did a million became his largest customer took his company, blew his company up built a seven figure business approaching eight figures. We expanded and guess what? There was a company that went out of business and they had 50,000 square foot. At the time, he had 16,000 square foot, needed additional docks because we were shipping 40, 50 pallets to Amazon a week. Mm. And the location that we got, it was about four or five miles away, was Finitech. They went out of business. So I remember wow. going, I worked 8 p.m. to 3 a.m. And I remember November, it was like 15th, about a month before Christmas, month before my birthday, asking for a dollar raise. Made $7.25 an hour, and after the probationary period, you can make more money. I asked for a dollar raise, and I remember vividly, my boss's name was Bill. He was about six foot three. I had to look up to him. I remember being like, my knees being weak, and just, I was role playing it. It was $1,200 a year, dollar raise per hour. It would have changed everything for me. I'm mathematically doing the math on it. <laughs> And he said, Josh, you're a hard worker. You show up early. You stay late. You do what most won't. But unfortunately, you don't have a skill set that I can put you somewhere else to validate the extra dollar. Mm. It was twelve hundred. That was the day I told myself I'll never allow somebody to put a ceiling on what I'm worth. So you got to know your worth. You got to know what do you want out there. And one of the biggest mistakes I made was dreaming too small. I would have settled for a dollar. But if Bill would have said, OK, I might have still been there. Wow. It was that rejection and him putting a lid on me and saying no that said, you know what, I'm better than that 725 an hour. 
And that's what I quit the job, had no money coming in. I was volunteering at Salvation Army for food. I was ringing the bell in the snow in front of Walmart for gifts for my kids. Me and my wife slept on an air mattress. We had a, a, a shower curtain up in the living room because our oldest son had the one bedroom. I mean, I had nothing. And I went all in. And that's why it's like, you got to go all in or you got to go all out. So many people want to have their, their hand on the exit strategy. Like, let me try this and see if it works. Like, they want to they look at entrepreneurship or any business as a, let me just try it. Mm. There's no just trying life. You got to do it. Yeah. So in business, like, it has to happen or it has to happen. Like, a true failure is not starting or giving up. And that's something that was instilled in me. I didn't have an option, right? So if you just know that the only way you can fail anything that you're doing is by A, not starting or B, giving up, and you start to look at that, you'll go a lot further, a lot faster. You know what I think is interesting? Because you're at a point where you don't have a job, you don't have money, but instead of asking your your girlfriend at the time, boss, for a job, you're asking for the game. Yeah. You're asking for an opportunity. Yep. You didn't you didn't even think And like, it wasn't even direct, like, hey, like, let me get something to make some money or how can we make some money? I was just there asking them questions. Why do you do this? How do you do this? How do you hire people? Like just asking them questions. And I was there taking notes and he noticed that. That's another thing. Like some sometimes if you're looking for a mentor, or you're looking for someone to help you or you're looking for an opportunity. Like, if you're looking for it, it'll make itself presentable. He's just a normal guy. If I would have just came in there and been flirting with my wife, my girlfriend at the time, and just messing around on the phone, this opportunity may have never presented itself. But I was intrigued. I see what he was doing. And I paid attention. And then he fed into me, right? He, he literally planted that seed into me. And everything he told me, like, this is another key. And I see myself now doing it with people that ask me for advice. Like, when people ask you questions, they ask you for advice because they want to be where you are or you know something that they don't. When you see them execute immediately, it's like, okay, let me feed him some more. Let me yeah. feed him some more. So I was hungry. He would tell me something. I would run with it, run with it, run with it. He kept telling me more and more. And that's why I grew so fast and blew up. Because every time I was asking for, you know, questions or asking for help, he always, you know, he always told me. So first you got to learn. You remove that L, you get to earn. Like, so I'm big on knowledge. I still invest. <laughs> you first got to learn, remove the L. Yeah, first you got to learn, yeah. then you remove the L and you get to earn. Like, I'm one of my biggest investments I make each and every year is on my personal development. Me and my wife's like, the minute you stop learning is the minute you stop earning. Mm, all right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We, we're going to get to the bar because I want to know how yeah. you, how you built this Amazon, especially in one year. And what year was this that you, you made your first million? Oh, man, this is like 2010, 2011. Oh, so you've been on, you, oh, so you know the game. Oh, I'm, I'm about to get the next, the, I'm going to get 10 years of information out yeah, of this, you. Don't mind. Yeah, I've been okay, doing this. I know you teach your students, but I'm going to try to extract yeah, all yeah. of that out of you. Okay. So, um, what, is an opportunity like that over with? Like, it seems like there's certain waves of opportunity, right, mm -hmm. to, to be an Amazon. Not everybody has an Amazon store. Not everybody has an Amazon store, but you see more people that are more aware of it. Is the opportunity over? So that's the most frequently asked question is the well is the well dry is the gold mine is selling on Amazon dead. Selling on Amazon is just another form of supply and demand, which was B.C. before Christ. Like you would go and you would trade for things. Right. Like it, it's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. And now we've become accustomed to the two day delivery. We've been accustomed to shopping online and doing all this stuff. 
So it's, it's not going anywhere. It's the largest e-commerce platform in the world. More than half of the globe shops on Amazon. Two thirds of American uh, um, uh, Americans have Prime memberships. It's not going anywhere. And this Two is what thirds of Americans have Prime memberships. And I want you, I want you to think about this number. There's over two hundred million products on Amazon, and more are being added every single day. But there's only two million sellers globally. Think mm. about that. So that's one percent. 1% in reference to the amount of products. Like it's inevitable for you to find a product. You just have to do the research, need to know what you're looking for and go from there. Okay. Okay. So what do you teach your students? So I teach have my, their own store or to have their own product or what? So what I teach is a few different strategies with Amazon. You have arbitrage, wholesale and private label. Arbitrage is going to a store, buying something below MSRP, reselling it for MSRP, keeping the difference. Wholesale is going to someone like Heinz Ketchup, getting a distributorship deal, which is below MSRP, selling it for MSRP in bulk. And then there's private label, what I do, which is my personal opinion, the best. And we basically do what Beats by Dre, what Apple, all these large companies do. We find products that have high demand, low competition. This mic, this cover, this stand, this cord, this chair, the lights, the stands, everything and anything in this room you can buy on Amazon. So the thing is, there's a lot of large brands, but there's also a lot of average people like me and you who have brands that are selling them. And that's what we do. Like, if you think about it, like majority of the listeners right now, I can tell you mathematically, statistically, half of the listeners have gotten something in the last week from Amazon. So if you look at the stuff that you're ordering, look at the name brands, it's not the Toshibas and the, and the Apples and the Beats by Dre. It's random stuff that you never heard of that you can't get in Walmart. Those are private label companies, and that's what I do. So I, so I can find the manufacturer to make this mic, and I can get the same stuff inside, and then have the social proof microphones. Absolutely. And teach people how to build their own podcast using the social proof microphone. Absolutely. 100%. Yep, you can go find like you can go find Apple's supplier, a- Apple's manufacturer. Certain specific large brands will have proprietary uh, goals with and proprietary things in motion with uh, manufacturers. But if you find the manufacturer, they can make something similar. They can make adjustments. You can have the same quality, different name. You can actually improve it. Because here's the thing: large companies, like so many people, are like I would never be able to compete with X company. They're huge. Well, if you go look at their listings on Amazon, they're not optimized. They don't have people specifically focusing on Amazon because they're so big. They're not improving and testing and doing product development because you've been buying the same thing for the last decade. Why are they going to put a bunch of time, effort, and energy into changing it? That's where the small people come in. We bottom feed. We go see the pros and the cons. What are the one-star reviews? That's the easiest way to improve a product. You look at the five-star reviews, you look at the one-star reviews of all the other products and the large name brands. Keep what's working, the five-star reviews. Look at the one-star reviews, and you'll start to see commonalities. Size difference, weight, durability, strength, whatever it may be. You take that right to the uh, to the manufacturer and say, hey, listen, this is the commonality. I want to improve on this. What do you think? You don't got to be smart. You don't even got to have the idea. You tell them what you want. They have a team that does that. Now, that's how the product development phase starts. Now, when you launch a product, you're new and improved and better than the big name. Mm. So let's just get this out of the way. If, I, if I'm going to like be a part of your course, how much is it? So if you go to the amzformula.com, it's $9.97. Okay. All right. So I, I just want to get that out the way just so there's no anxiety, which is, is a steal. But for one, you're going to 
Like, what is it? He said, first off, he said something because y'all know every episode he's watching and paying attention. He's like, yo, I know you're going to ask me for a discount for your audience. <laughs> so um, he said, what was it? Social Proof FBA? Yep. Social Proof FBA. Okay. Dot com. Okay. And, you know, we'll be able to find out how to do this stuff. Okay, cool. I just want to get that out the way for the people that's like, yo. But it's cheaper. Don't buy it for me. Y'all are going to save some money. If you go to socialprooffba.com, you guys are going to save $100. Why would you, if your website is nine ninety seven? why? How would you make another way? I'm grateful for it. Yeah. But I'm always learning. I'm always learning from you. Um, why would you make it cheaper? I don't understand. So and why would you tell them it's cheaper? I don't understand. So for a few different reasons, like I want to give back. Like I respect what you're doing for the community, for the culture. I watch all the episodes. I learn from the episodes. So I want to give back to your audience. Right. This program sells hundreds of units a month, right? At the 997 and at that, it's a steal, right? Because we have tons of students like Joseph O'Connell making $600,000, buying his first real estate property, retiring his uh, wife, quitting his job. But I want to do something special for you and for the community. I'm always about giving giving back, giving away, and trying to help any way I can. So for those, like that $100 you save, that can go towards product. That can go towards, you know, software to find find your product. That can go towards shipping. It can help. Wow. Okay. First off, how, okay, um, all right, I want to know what you teach in there so that I can get started, right? So, okay, I, I get the course. What am I going to find? Um, is this, first off, is this something that a new entrepreneur can do? Yeah, you absolutely. Kinda, kinda be in the game a little so bit. Be, I'm good at entrepreneurship, I think. Yeah, yeah. I can build a brand. Yeah, and I absolutely. think it'd be good for me. Yeah, so, like, the beautiful thing about this business, Dave, is, like, you don't have to be an experienced entrepreneur. You don't have to have 40 hours a week to devote to this. Like the reason why this, this business is so beautiful is because you can run it at your leisure. You can run it anytime. Doesn't matter where you are in the world, anytime, few hours a week. Like there's no pro, like no pros and cons to when or where or how you work on the business. Next, you're not building websites. You're not building funnels. You're not doing email automations. You're not putting Facebook pixels and running ads and all this other stuff that you need to do with traditional oh, e-commerce. thank you, Josh. You're not I, doing I, none of that. I, I always think and now in a, in, a, yeah. in a business now that's what you have to do to be successful and right quite honestly that stuff gives me anxiety right absolutely <laughs> hey i'm with you i'm not tech savvy at all oh my god at all okay so why don't i need all that stuff because amazon has everything so this is why amazon's so great i mean literally if you look at amazon it's pages like if you're to go build a brand and put it on Shopify, you have to have the store, you have to have the domain, you have to have all this stuff in place, Facebook and all this other stuff in play. With Amazon, it's just pages. So you have a picture, you have a title, you have a price, you have the bullet points, and then you have a description. That's it. You can literally create a listing for a new product in under 20 minutes, have it done, have it live. And here's the great part. People go to Amazon when they're ready to buy. You don't go to Amazon to kill time. You go to Google, you're asking like <laughs> crazy questions and whatever pops right. in your mind you're trying to find crazy YouTube, stuff out you're just yeah you're just wasting time you go to amazon when it's time to buy right so they already have the traffic so you don't have to go run facebook ads and learn google ads and all this other stuff the traffic's already there mm, okay so let's talk to some people who have an amazon store okay they've been in business for a while but it's not working out okay do you know why it's not working out even without knowing who they are so there's a there's variables right it's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. So I'll, I'll just rapid fire through some variables. So if you have a product on Amazon, it's not selling well. There's tons of different variables, right? Just like if you're trying to lose weight and you're not losing weight, right? So number one, it could be the product is bad, right? Now, what is a bad product? A product could be too saturated or the competition could be too high for you, right? Number two, it could be a bad product because it's a product that is not selling every single day. Like one of the main things that we look for is a product that's going to sell 24-7-365, not a product that is seasonal. So we use a free resource called Google Trends. Give me, give me an example of, of both of those. One is seasonal and one is selling all day. So this cover for the mic, right? This this microphone cover is going to sell 24-7, 365, irregardless of male, female, Florida, Texas, Alaska, right? Now an inflatable pool toy that may sell Florida, Texas, California, or the other 52 states during, you know, April, right? right. Or Peak a holiday-driven right. Christmas, Christmas lights, pumpkin carving kits, stuff like that. So we're looking for products that are going to sell 24-7, 365. Use Google Trends. It's a free tool to see, and it'll show you when those products are selling. Another thing, it could be your listing's not optimized. Hold on, hold on. Go, go back, go back. Google Google listing. What, Google Trends. Say? Google Trends. What is free that? Free resource. So if you go to Google Trends and you type in uh, Christmas lights. What it's going to do is it's going to show you a historical chart from when it first showed up on Google. Now, the reason why we're using Google, you're like, well, that's not Amazon. Google's the largest search engine. Amazon is the largest e-commerce search engine. So Google has the most relevant and oldest data. So we go on there, we type in pumpkin carving kit or Christmas lights, whatever our product is, we can see is it horizontal? So is it selling January to December sustainably? Because that's what we want. Or is it January? Is it um, November, December spiking up because it's a seasonal product and then flatlining? Right. So we want nice, sustainable, cordial growth. Right. People are going to buy this every day, 24, 7, 365. That's what we want. Something that's sustainable. Um, like another thing is you can go to Google Patents. Another reason why you might not be selling is Google, we, Patent. Google Patents. Just go to Google and type in Google Patents. You can do a patent search without paying a lawyer to see if the product is patented. A lot of people have a product and they see it's a good product to sell on Amazon because there's not many sellers. Well, there's not many sellers because somebody ha owns intellectual property and you can't sell it. Mm -hmm. So these are mistakes that I made. Like I didn't know and I'm launching stuff, getting cease and desist. I'm launching, launching through trial and error. Really? So like seasonality is big. Um, making sure it's not 
not patented as big, making sure your listing's optimized. When you go to Amazon.com and you type in a product, you're gonna see a few things. An image, a title, a review count, and a price. Those are the four things you wanna optimize. Number one, you wanna make sure your photo's the best, high quality. What do you mean exactly? Just make it make it make it best as possible. Gotcha. Okay. So gotcha. you want your image to be optimized, right? Joe didn't know what optimized meant, so I was trying to clear it up for my man. Yeah, you wanna just make it if it's <laughs> blurry. See really, uh, you just just make it better. Okay, cool guys. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to make it simple, like just make right. it better. If it's blurry, fix it. If it's out of focus, fix it. Um, next is the title. So many people just stuff keywords like microphone, good for podcasts, recording, small, condenser. That doesn't sound like you just stuffing keywords in there because people want to rank, right? So what you want to do is you want to make it legible. Like you want to make it sound like a sentence. You want to make it seem um, attractable. And you also want to have the keywords in there. Next, um, in reference to reviews and pricing, so many people want to start selling the product and they wonder why it doesn't take off. They don't have any reviews. So reviews is what? Social proof, right? Nobody wants to be first. No one wants to be last. How many times have you been in a new area and you look at restaurants to eat because you don't know the area and you see bad reviews or no reviews? It could be slapping, but you don't go there based off of the reviews only. You don't even look at the menu. So you want to make sure you have at least five reviews, all five stars. And then last but not least is the price. One of the biggest things right off the bat people mess up is ending in 99 don't ask me why I didn't invent it. I don't know the psychology behind it, but you never want to end your price point at 99. Do 97, 47, 40, 48, 92, anything other than 99, right? So that's a price hack right there. Um, also compare your prices to competitors. You don't want to be the highest. You don't want to be the lowest. I like to be somewhere in the middle. So that's a few different areas without actually looking at the listing, looking at the product as to why it's not selling. Yeah, there's a couple, yeah okay, there's, there's a couple things you check. Okay, all right, so... Um Ceasing this opportunity in Amazon, which it seems like Amazon's only getting bigger and stronger, so the Absolutely. opportunity is going to be there. Um, what would be one of the first steps you, is it finding the product? Is it? That's everything. The most important part of the entire business is the product. Everything else is simple, easy, all downhill from there. So you find a bunch of products? Like, so you have, a, you have a store with a bunch of products, or are you going to just get one product and trying to sell that? So there's two different models. There is the generic model, and then there's the branded model. So a generic model would be like a Sam's Club approach that has a bunch of different products, a bunch of different private label products, not really uh, semantically relevant. The branded approach would be like Apple. You start with one product, which is, you know, the computer. Then you bring out the phone then you bring out the Airbus and you bring out the tablet. So what I personally do, and both of them work, there's no rhyme or reason, right or wrong. What I personally do is the brand because I found that the equity and selling it, the, the, uh, what you can sell the business for is going to be a little bit higher with the brand. It's easier to also grow because you're not just looking out for different products. Once you get the one product, the one brand, the one niche, that supplier has a catalog. You tell them what you're looking for. They send you the products in the catalog. You test them. Now you can go horizontal. So the first product is, is always like, you know, getting over that milestone. Once you get the first product, you go that approach, the hard work's done, Right. So you use those, use those uh, to find the products, launch the product, go from there, contact the supplier, say, hey, let me see your catalog, start going through the, through the products, doing your due diligence, see which one works, build out horizontally. But with one product, like simple math, because some people are like, well, how much can you make off a product? How does that work? This is basic generic, like low end, very reasonable. One product selling 10 units a day at $10 profit. Right? Is a hundred dollars. So in ten units a day, it's an hour's profit. Yep. That's a hundred dollars per day. That's twenty eight hundred to three thousand dollars a month. 
you're making twenty-eight to thirty thousand dollars a year off of one product. For a lot of people, that would cover their mortgage and their car note. Sure. They cover their their mortgage. Like that's that would allow them to quit their job. Two products, you doubled your income. Three, you tripled. Four, you quadrupled. Right, and that's what we do. We just launched that one product. That's why we say you're one product away. Mm, I love it. And uh, w- one more on that is. How do you find the right, because it, I, I've been in searches where I'm saying, okay, I want to do my own custom microphone, right? And, or I want to do, um, I don't know, camera covers. Like I always interested in like the like green or yellow camera covers, little mm-hmm. silicone things. It's such a headache trying to find them. Do you have like some secrets? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's funny because I've been told Brandon this and he's been sleeping. I actually have a phone notification that comes on. It literally says, remind Brandon to do this because he never (laughs) wants to do it. So funny. I'm going to show you and it's just been going off for six months. So this is where you go to find, there's tons of places you can find suppliers starting with Google, but like the Mecca of where all the suppliers are and you can search geographically. So China's the biggest but you have Pakistan for textiles. You have India. You have different countries. China's always going to be the biggest. And before you guys say, like, the quality sucks, that's absolutely false. Like, all the big, high-quality products like Apple that are crushing it because of quality are made in China, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So we'll squash that right out the way. But you want to go to Alibaba.com. Alibaba.com, you're going to go in there and you're going to type in the name of the product, Boom, it's going to show you a directory of all of the, the suppliers. Now, this is what you want to do. Yes, because I've been on there. And this then, is what you want to do. That's the problem. There's all of them. Oh, my God. There's 2,000 of them. What yes. do I do? Who's the best? How do I do? So I'm going to break that down. A few things you want to look for. Number one, you want to look for a manufacturer, not a trading company. It'll say trading code next to their name. I didn't know what that meant to right now. So trading company is a middleman. You hit me up. You say you want this product. I say, I got you. I go call the manufacturer. I put some tax on it and sell it to you. That's what a trading company is. I had no idea because I always saw that. Trading like, code. Hey, okay, gotcha. Now, gotcha. trading companies aren't always bad. On smaller orders, you may have to go, but a manufacturer is preferred. Next, you want to make sure you're doing your due diligence. Check the reviews on Alibaba. Check how long they've been in business, their employees. Make sure they got a real facility. All this is publicly accessible underneath their actual listing. Number three, this is big, communication. There's a time barrier. There's a language barrier. So when you're communicating with them, you want to make see like who's getting back to you fast, who's following simple instructions. That's huge. And the biggest tip I can give you, everybody wants to negotiate. Everybody wants a deal. And it makes sense that if I negotiate a lower price and I sell at a higher price, I'll make more money. That's a mistake that I made as a beginner because amateurs monetize the front end, experts monetize the back end. I was beating my supplier up thinking the cheaper I got it, the more I would make. But what's happening? You get what you pay for. Yeah. So one day my supplier broke it down and they're like, listen, I want it. I want to help you get this price. But understand that the price difference in the negotiations is not coming from our profit. So when she said that, like I had an epiphany. What do, not coming, what do you mean? The price difference that I'm negotiating is not coming from her profit not coming from the company's margin. Mm. So if it's not coming from the company's margin, because they literally operate on pennies, that's why they make money on volume. They don't make a lot of money. So where's it coming from? It's coming from my product. The quality. At the time, my first one of my first products was a dual port USB car charger. It had the 5.1, 2.4. Remember that? And I was getting slaughtered with reviews. They weren't working. They were catching on fire. They were everything because I was beating them to death on the pricing mm. and they were putting bull crap in my product. So now I tell people it's a very simple acronym. It's um, WWAD. I'm an Apple fan. I own Apple stock. I own Apple products. I believe in Apple. WWAD stands for what would Apple do? 
Very simple. <laughs> Why do people love it? Hey, WWJD? success leaves clues. They're For a billion sure. dollar company, a trillion dollar company. Excuse me. I don't, I don't want to do them like that. <laughs> Why are they so great? Their customer service is impeccable, right? The product packaging is simple and amazing, high quality. The products are high quality. Everything about them is good. So you think that they're like, if you look at an Android and you look at an iPhone, it's a four or five X price difference. You go get an Android for 200 bucks. This phone's $1,500. That's seven X price difference. Am I trying to negotiate with them? No, I'm paying it every year. They come out with the same thing. I'm paying it. Why? Because of the quality. So I rather spend more on the product and have better quality than the competition and sell it for more the Apple approach than to beat the supplier up and put mediocre prob- uh, product that's obsolete and bullcrap just like what everybody else is doing. So I throw it like new and improved, the best, uh, only with like these are all words and descriptive language that I'm utilizing to crush my competition. And I could tell them like experience the difference. That's one of my like lines that I use in my description. Like experience that. the difference. The one and only new and improved blank. And they're like, oh, hang on. Hold on. I haven't heard that technology. I haven't heard that product. I haven't heard of um, that system. And they start doing the research because people do do research when they're making a, a purchase, especially if it's over forty seven dollars. So that's the way that we crush it. I make more money on the back end and the customer retentions longer because of the quality. So that's huge. Like in retail and in Amazon, it's all about customer attrition and LTV, which is lifetime customer value. Like so many people play the one night stand game and that's why their business doesn't grow sustainably. I want to marry my customers. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com so how do i get them to come back every single month how do i get them to continue purchasing my product how do i get them to go to the mountaintops and yell my product is amazing we all use apple and we're like man this apple's phone this is fire this is fire we're using it we're selling it for them for free. Why? Because they put all the time, energy, and effort into making this the best product. So that's what I do. And I may lose more on the front end, but I make more on the back end. And that's what separates the amateurs and the, and the experts. Dang. My man said, yo, when you negotiate, he's, he's like, yo, straight up, the, you, the, this price difference is not coming out of it's my big. profit. It's big. It's big. People drop the ball on that wow. all the time, especially on electronics. I'm asking them if I don't believe in electronics for beginners because there's a lot of variables that cost more. But I have a friend that owns Anchor. They do $150 million a year. And what he says is like. Your friend owns Anchor? Yeah, Anchor. You probably have a podcast? No, A-N-K-E-R. It's electronic. They have chargers, cables, all types of stuff. Gotcha. They're one of the largest like. Oh, you have one. Oh, that's it right there. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, Anchor. So my friend owns that. And what he was saying is he actually flies out to China and he asked the people that are working on the product, like, what can we do to make this better? What's the newest technology out there? How can it charge faster? How can it last longer? How can it be more durable? Which is the Apple play, because that's what Apple's doing. Apple can charge more than all these other companies because the development um, all the time, the resources, you can see a, a, a noticeable difference. So that's what I'm constantly doing is 
like, how can we make it better? I'm asking them, what is everybody that's ordering these products that are selling on Amazon doing that we could do better and I could pay you more so we can sell more and we can both make more? Gotcha. Right? And that's my big play and it crushes because everybody's focused on the, well, can I get it 20 cents cheaper, 30 cents cheaper? I want to pay them more, make it better so I can make more on the back end because now they're going to keep buying it they're going to tell everybody else and it's going to grow. That's a di- that's that, that's definitely a difference in philosophy like uh, and the reason I'm it's hitting me so hard cuz I'm the negotiator. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm going to negotiate try to get a lower price yeah. and not realizing yo I, a lower price doesn't always mean you're going to make more. And money. you can still negotiate, but I mean so many people when they're ordering large volume and I did this like it was like a game to me like yeah, I beat them. I got, you know, I beat him. I got him down. They said that was the lowest. I got him. I got him more. I got him to go lower. I'm like, yes. And they might be on the other end like, yes, they took the trash. Yeah. (laughs) The profits might be more. They took the stuff that the big guy said he didn't want it or it didn't pass quality control and they pushed it off to you. Bars. Bars. Okay. All right. Oh, and this is my last question about that. And Joe, if you could just make sure like all the joints is, I mean, I got to make sure this is right. Okay, so let's say I'm getting my own custom whiteboard, right? I'm going to sell, like, the custom whiteboards. Um, if I order 100 of them, 200, 1,000 or whatever, am I, where do I keep this stuff? Am I, am I sure he's at the crib? God, I, I passed over that. So FBA, Amazon FBA will take it a step forward to go a step, uh, take it a step back to go a step forward. FBA stands for Fulfillment by Amazon. On top of being able to operate this business at any, like generate this business, run this business, operate this business during your spare time at your leisure anywhere in the world, you're not holding on to physical inventory. You don't have employees. You don't have packaging supplies. You don't have printers. You literally, all you need is a computer to run this business. So the way it works, this is the way the whole business works. You find that product, right? Let's just say this mic, uh, this mic thing is, is the product. We find the product. We find the supplier on Alibaba. Right. We do the product development, which is simple. What can we do to improve? How can we make it better? What are we going to do? So on and so forth. Then we send it to Amazon. Now, the supplier, Amazon's going to give you a shipping address to a logistics center. It's called a uh, it's called a uh, fulfillment center. Now, the supplier is going to send it directly to Amazon. You're not touching anything. All you're doing is sending an email. Right. Once Amazon receives it in their fulfillment center, they're going to disperse it to other fulfillment centers across the United States or globally if you're selling internationally. And that's how anywhere in the world they can get their product in two days. Now, what's cool is they're going to store your product for you. They are going to pick, pack, ship and handle customer returns for you for a small fee. So after you source the product, you pay for shipping, you pay for the fulfillment fee or the FBA fee, you're still making 30 to 50 percent. 30 percent is the bare minimum I will make on a product. So if I sell it for 20, we want six. So if you can get 33 percent, which is on the low side, every three products you sell, you double your money. And this is 24, 7, 365. Wow. Give me an example of a product you just missed on. Like you, you thought oh it was going to be God, you this is, pain, greatest this is like painful. <laughs> so one that I missed on or one that I launched that sucked? Give me both. Oh man, this is painful. So a product that's doing a million dollars a month that like it pains me because I have them around my house and I love the product. And I fell victim to analysis paralysis, right? Like I have this saying that I live by. It's my screensaver. It's success loves speed. Like people fall victim to analysis paralysis and they miss out on opportunities, right? 
you got to understand, like when you know, like you have to take action on an opportunity of a lifetime during the lifetime of an opportunity because they have lifespans. Right. And I'm always about now. Now is an acronym that stands for no opportunities wasted. So now, like I'm training my subconscious like now, now fast speed. So anyway, it's an essential oil diffuser. It's the little thing that shoots the mist out. Yes. And it's like a humidifier slash makes your house smell good or your spot smell good. So I launched that product. It was an electronic product that was kind of against what I, I did because I, I had bad experience with them. They take longer to make, more product development, cost more to source. And it was a higher price point. Like and you I, wrapped your brand around it. Right. Okay. Yeah, so what? it was a higher price point. I like to be at 15 to $20. That's my price point. These were like 29 to 49 And like our personal research, the sweet spot is 15 to 25 Anything close to 50 people want to like think about it. They want a price check and so on and so forth. So I didn't do it. I fell victim to analysis paralysis. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's electronic. Because you know what happens is when you know you want to do something, but you're unsure of it, like your mind starts to stack. You always stack negatives before positives, Right. Right. So long story short, I didn't launch it. That product's doing like a million a month. Some of the top competitors are doing a million dollars a month with that one product. So probably about so you never launched three hundred thousand profit. No, because it took off so fast. Because the way it works with Amazon is, if you want to get into Walmart, so many people like have an idea, they create something or they make something, and then they want to get into all these other retail locations. The easiest way to get into Walmart, get into Target, get into any retail location in the world is to get it on Amazon. A prove the concept and then take your P&L and show everybody else because what is their number one direct competitor? Amazon. If it does well on Amazon, mm-hmm. you get to skip flying and talking to the execs at Walmart and pitching them and doing a small test run. Here's the P&L. Here's the sheet that I've done on Amazon. I sell X amount of units. This is what you can expect to do. So what happened is when that product took off, then it's in every store in America. And then there's thousands of people flooding in. Right. So I always say first to market, first a dollar. Right. So many people are like, well, this product's saturated. This product's bad. Any and every product can be ranked and can be profitable on Amazon. It's which one is within your risk tolerance and what is your budget? Like how much do you have to put into the product, making the product? Because this product is selling 30, 40,000 units a month. You know, if they cost $8 a source, the average person doesn't have six figures a source, yeah. right? But you can get um, a plastic uh, drawer divider for $3, buy 100 units for $300, right? Pay $500 shipping, that's $800. Go and sell these things for $19.99, give Amazon 20% and make the difference, right? Mm-hmm. That's something somebody can do and get started with under 2000 So there's different levels. Like, there's no way that you can launch a bad product if you know what to look for. Is it patented? Like, of course you can't sell something patented. Do you have the licensing? Don't go sell something, SpongeBob. You don't have the licensing agreement. Right. Is it going to sell 24-7, 365, or is it seasonal? If it's seasonal, it's only going to sell during the season, right? Mm-hmm. Then how many units is it going to sell? Right. Once you identify how many units is going to sell, now you can see, well, I don't have that money or I have that money. So as long as you have all these variables, there's really no way to lose. Right. Because even if you launch a product and it doesn't sell what you anticipated on it selling or it's a loser, you're making 30 percent profit. Hold on. So, so are you saying you've never lost money on a product? No, I lost money, a buttload of money. But I'm saying if you follow what I'm teaching you, you yeah. won't. It's it's like impossible. Oh, before you learn the game. Yeah, I, I didn't have a me. If I had a me, I might not be here right now, right? Like, I, I'd be in the Virgin Islands somewhere if I had a me and saved last 10 years. Right. But no, my first three products failed. 
I was living in a one bedroom apartment. Remember seven twenty five dollars on your lawn? Oh, just in the year, but that wasn't the first product. Yeah, this was the bath bomb joint. He was telling me Amazon, Amazon. I was testing these little products. I was taking all my money. I was trying these different products. They were failing. I'm like, listen, man, I I don't have any more money. You're making this crap. Like, do you have some stuff I could test with? Oh, so you took the L. Then my man said, okay. Because he's seen I, I, like, I kept I like trying, I kept yes, failing. And he's yes, like, listen, yes. this I got this stuff. If you fail, keep trying. Because he knew I was determined. Because at that time, like, literally, I remember my youngest son, Jeremiah, was born. And we got $300 for, like, the, you know, congratulations type situation. I took that money, put it in the product, lost it. Like, me and my wife were arguing. I had relatives calling me crazy, calling me lazy, telling me, you're not a real man. Stop trying to get rich quick. Go get your CDL. Mm. Go get your license. Get your GED. Do this, do that, do that. See, you can't share large dreams with small-minded people right because they'll influence you in their perspective and you're not thinking in their perspective to begin with they'll influence you in their perspective exactly so i'm doing this and i'm telling them listen this is gonna work i'm gonna do this they're like you're lazy like you're a high school dropout you're a felon be a real man go get your cdl like you you just (laughs) caught a charge you're doing this like stop trying to get rich like give it up hang it up and, you know, my wife believed in me and I kept trying. I kept trying. Like we had we had tension. So I'm taking everything like I'm taking the food money, putting it into my business and then having to go volunteer for food because we have nothing. But you got to go all in. Like I knew like, hey, the worst thing that was going to happen is I'll go right back and start. But if I give up, I'm going to be stuck here. So I'd rather just keep failing and failing and failing and know that I'm trying everything within my power to do better than to sit here and just, you know what, 725, maybe I'll be a janitor one day for $10, you know, and accept what everybody told me. So, and it's stuck. And that's why I tell you, like, the biggest bar that I can give anybody listening, and this, I'm telling you, will exponentially increase the success that you have in anything, is understand. Whenever you want to do something new, whenever you want to start a new business, and you get that anxiety, you get that stress, you get that pain in your chest, you start, a brain starts moving and running, understand that you can do anything you put your mind to. We heard that cheesy thing growing up. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's motivation. You can... Do anything you put your mind to because of this. The only way that you can fail is not starting or giving up. You want to get in better shape? How can you fail? Don't start working out and eating healthy or give up once you do it. And you can use that variable with anything and everything and it works. It's proven. I didn't create it. It's just how life works. So when you understand that, now I have this new like sense of like, I'm not scared when I try new things. I'm not. Like I'm going to, there's a bunch of investments I go into and you identify that anxiety because you got to understand how the brain works. Your subconscious mind works and your brain works to your advantage. It wants to keep you safe. It wants to keep you feeling happy. It doesn't want you, like when you're nervous or you're, you have anxiety or you're stressed when you're doing something new, it's because you're doing something new. But remember what my mentor said earlier in the episode, if you want results you've never had, you have to do things that you've never done. And when you're about to do something that you've never done, you're going to have anxiety that you've never had because it's something that you've never done. Go zip. First time I went zip lining, we were in Jamaica. I was terrified. Right. Never done it before. Now it's one of my favorite things. First time I went scuba diving, I had anxiety. I'm like, so a shark's going to bite my leg off. Now I was just scuba diving with my wife and Neo in Virgin Islands two weeks ago. I love doing it. But the first time I did it, something I've never done. So I had that anxiety. I had that fear. I had that stress. That's your brain's job. But once you subconsciously program or rewire your brain, okay, I'm getting this because I've never done it before, but I want the experience. I want the result. 
Now it's not as hard. You can bypass it. You can push through it. How can you reprogram it? Because there's somebody listening right now. They're like, okay, I've come to grips with the fact that I am afraid. Right. Okay? And I'm I'm trying to push past it, but I can't right, right now. So right. How, how, how would you? It's so you simple. It? This is exactly how. So say it out loud to yourself and start to identify it. That's the key. Identification. You'll start to like after you hear this. When you start to be, when you start making decisions, you start wanting to do things. You'll start to notice it. You start getting stressed out. You sweat a little bit. Your mind starts racing. You start to get that feeling in here. Start to think of triggers, right? Like they say, the easiest way to remember to remember something is to think of something like a trigger, right? Like a background or a memory. Like some of us, we hear music and it triggers a childhood memory or something—a memory that we have that we're fond of. So implement triggers. What is that for you? Do your palms get sweaty? Do you start to get racy? Does your does your mind start racing? Like do you start to like? Be fidgety, you know, does your chest hurt? What is that anxiety? What is that stress that's associated with you doing something new, right? Or you doing something that you don't know the outcome of? Because if I told you, hey, you're about to do this thing, but I know the result, you wouldn't be scared, right? You wouldn't be scared. Or if you see me do it in front of you, you wouldn't be scared. So the reason why we have that fear and that anxiety is because we don't know the outcome, right? But if you already know the outcome, it's going to work. See, the problem is everybody wants instant gratification. We're bored. We open. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. The phone, we go to Instagram, boom, we're liking stuff, we're laughing, we're bored, we go to YouTube, boom. We don't feel like cooking, we pop a pizza in the oven, 15 minutes, boom, it's done. Instant gratification. Success isn't like that in any business, right? Real estate, trucking, style, doesn't matter what, anything that you do, you got to put the work in. That's why only the 1% is successful. The 1% has what the 99% does not because the 1% is willing to do what the 99% will not. And that's fail relentlessly until it works, mm. right? Success isn't hard. 
You just got to keep trying. Just like a video game. Video games are hard. I love video games. What do we do? We keep playing until we beat it. We keep playing until we beat it. That's it. No one just gives up on video games. This isn't for me. It's not going to work. I can't do it. It's a scam. No, you just keep playing until you beat it. It's the same thing. You just keep trying. This game is a scam. It's crazy, right? (laughs) Game's a scam. I can't beat the boss. Entrepreneurship's a scam. Amazon's a scam. Trucking's a scam. Real estate's a scam. No, you just want instant gratification. Mm. You want results on the first try. No one beats the boss on the first try. Wow. Right? So it's the same thing. And that's how simple I, I put it and it works, man. Let me ask you, do you have multiple stores? Or do you have like the main store or, or you know, and over this, you know, last 10, 11 years, is that the strategy, like having multiple stores or you just focus on one? Yeah. So what Amazon pretty much wants you to do is to have one store, right? One account. And under one account, you can have multiple different brands. So that's something that a lot of people don't know. Also, oh, one Amazon account. You can have you multiple, have multiple brands. brands. Absolutely. So you have one store with multiple brands? Yep. So I have one store. With, no, I have, well, I, I have multiple accounts, but... For beginners, like the best thing to do yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is just to start. Well, yeah, yeah for, for exiting plans, but that's the best way to start is just start because this is where everybody gets hung up. The name of your Amazon account and the name of your business and the name of your brand are three different things. You can have an Amazon account that's Josh's Amazon account, and then you can have multiple different brands that are different businesses but selling under the same account. Right. Mm, so the way I have it structured is like an umbrella. I have I have crisp, uh, crisp retail. And then under crisp retail, I have subsidiaries, which are different brands and they're under the accounts. Right. And they're their own stores. Yeah. Different brands. Yep. Different brands. Yep. Gotcha. And that's how you can set it up. And again, you can do the you can do the generic, which is just a bunch of random products. Or you can do the um, the branded, which is like the Apple or Beats by Dre, Nike, so on and so forth. And I'm not letting you gloss over that um, that exiting thing. Like you gotta you gotta yeah. rewind back to that because you yeah. gotta throw it out there for exiting strategy. No, I need to know. Where that exiting, <laughs> yeah, that exiting me, strategy, right? man, it's crazy. So one of the biggest mistakes, like if I could go back and give anybody a piece of advice, is start with the end in, in the start with the end in mind in the beginning, right? So so many of us, our main goal when starting a business is to make the first milestone, 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month, when the long-term play or the end is to what? Pass it down for generational wealth purposes or to sell it to collect more proceeds and invest into something else. So now everything and anything I do, I start with the end in mind, right? So one of the recent plays that we did in one of my companies is it was an education company, the company where we have our consulting, we have our training, we have our programs, we do the done for you Amazon stores, all of that stuff was under an education-based categorization. That operates at 3x EBITDA, earning before interest and taxes, right? By simply Hold on, changing. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I don't know. This Jovan, might be too deep. I'm going left field. No, no, there's no, yeah, I'm going. There's no too deep. We just got to right. break it down for Jovan because he, yeah, yeah. he doesn't understand the evil <laughs> thing. Okay? So uh, explain explain that. Explain that. The, 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 the 3X EBITDA. So businesses have classifications based off of what they are. And they all have different multipliers if you're going to go sell it to a venture capitalist or to an investor. So a huge hack, and this is something I just recently did, is understanding these multipliers, these EBITDA multipliers, and seeing which one has the highest multiplier that you can categorize your business under. So mine was education because it had a personal brand attached to it and because of the way we structured the company. With a few adjustments and tweaks, we went from education to SaaS, which is software and services. I developed the software, AMZ Hunter. We developed services and classified the education under services. We went from a 3X EBITDA 
EBITDA valuation, which is earning before interest and taxes, to a 12x EBITDA, which is wow. earnings before interest and taxes. Just by changing so the we 4x the company's valuation with changing the classification, which is just restructuring the business. So now anything and everything that I do when I start, even with e-commerce, is what's like what brands like now when I'm thinking about doing product research, which brands are selling for the most, right? And you can literally just Google this, like which what type of uh, e-commerce stores and what type of e-commerce brands and niches sell for the most EBITDA? And you can start to find this information. Okay, Outdoors is at an 8X. And I'm just making this up. I don't know the numbers right off the top, but Outdoors is at 8X. Okay, well, if you're going to start and they're selling these stores for the most amount of valuation, why don't you start researching there? You see what I'm saying? So now I'm starting with the end in mind instead of just a generic, I want to make 3000 a month. Let me touch my computer. Now I'm playing chess and not checkers. When I started, I was playing checkers and I made a big mistake, right? I was offered to sell my business, one of my businesses that I closed recently, which is funny because we're reading the book. I got done reading the book, the one thing from Gary uh, Keller that you're talking about that you're reading, book changed my life, right? That's a whole nother subject, but I closed the business down because it was taking too much of my time, energy and efforts and the the amount of net that it was making didn't it didn't uh, equal the amount of time, effort, stress, so on and so forth. Kind of like we were talking about all the businesses. So I shut it down. But if I would have known what I just said right now, I could have put a CEO in place, removed myself from it and sold it at X evaluation. But you said somebody offered to buy it. Somebody offered to buy it. But I, I at the time, that was the business I was focusing on. Like, I thought I was going to blow this thing up. I didn't know that I was going to have X amount of companies and 50 employees, right? And then it was going to be chaotic, right? So now what I'm focusing on is all my time and energy goes into one business and there's management in place, right? CEOs, COOs, directing managers, like taking care of the other businesses. And of course, my margin, what I make on the company drastically decreases. But guess what doesn't decrease? My output time and energy that I can put into the one thing that's bringing me a majority of the money. So I'd rather make 20% or 15% on these other businesses and not touch it and have management in place and still hold the evaluation so I can exit it versus me being this crazy, chaotic, 70, 80 hour a week, no stress, health declining freak of nature, trying to be managing five, six different companies. And that's what I was telling you, like one company, like so many people, like entrepreneurs, we like to multitask. We got ADHD. A lot of us are creators. Like we want to do everything. We got an idea. We want to take over the world. And what happens is you have a spike, then you have a drop, then you have a spike and a drop and it's doing this and they're all over. They don't all go up like this unless you have management in place. You have a CEO, a COO, and you have people taking care of it and running it. And all you got to do is hop on a board meeting or you just got to hop on a zoom call and tell them what to do from a strategy level. I didn't know that. Right. And this is plays that we're doing in our businesses now. All right. So what was the business that you closed down? What did they offer to buy it at? And okay. What was the business? So remember I told you my mentor was a manufacturer and distributor. Yes. I took his stuff, sold it on Amazon. So I went business to consumer. He was business to business. So what I did is I built a direct competitor to him. So we got all the money and I was business to business. So my supplier and mentor was a business to business. I bought from him, sold it business to consumer for high margin. And then I bought from him and sold business to business and created a different company. And you became his competitor. 
But strategically, Peter Thiel, the co-founder of PayPal, says control the space, dominate the sector. One of my biggest strategies on Amazon is creating competition. I get a product, create the brand, develop the product, launch it, crush the competition, then build a competitor. So if you don't go from me, you go from me. You go to me, right? So, <laughs> And look at it. Competition is the best marketing. Why do you think Burger King is next to Apple's? Why do you think CVS is next to Walgreens? So success leaves clues. You just got to look for them. Right. You go to Menards, Lowe's is right there. You go to Home Depot, Lowe's is right there. You go to McDonald's, Burger King's right there or Taco Bell. You go to Walgreens, CVS is right there. So I, I did the same thing with businesses. So I said the, I had the wholesale side of it, which is business to business. And it was low margin. It was just taking up a lot of my time and energy. My other business that I was focusing on, that's a passion project. Um, which is my education and my training and my softwares and all that was declining. And I was just stressed out. My health was declining. My time with my family was declining. My like everything was declining and it just wasn't worth it. Right. So I exited that business and I was offered, I think I was offered at the time, like, I want to say like 3.1 million on that, on that. I could have just exited it. Mm. And I was like, no, I was going to be supplying everybody. I was going to be the, the kingpin of the, you know, and it's, it didn't. So it was a life lesson. It didn't How much work. was it bringing in when you got offered that 3.1 million? So the business was making about three and a half million a year, but not making generating gross. Yeah, the net margin. Three yeah. The net yeah. margins on that was about 12%. So it was very low. Right. Mm. Um, because I kept the wholesale and I kept the Amazon different, two different companies. The Amazon was 30%. I'm like, why the heck am I doing this, dealing with all this, locking up all this capital when I could just send everything over here, put a VA in place? Like my Amazon business is just like my rental properties. I've got 50 units. I'd put an hour in a month to manage my 50 apartment buildings. My Amazon stores are up and running, been generating me income the last several years. I put maybe two to three hours in because once you find the product, you create the listings you have the relationships with the supplier. You put a VA that you get on onlinejobs.ph for 3 to $5 an hour, run the entire business. Mm. They manage the reviews. They order more products for you. They manage everything. They check emails. They do everything for you. And now it's uh, semi-passive. I say semi-passive, but it's a pretty passive business. Wow. After you were like closing it down, you didn't think to reach out to the company like, hey, man, I got that. Remember that business you wanted? So here's the thing, and this is crazy. We were having a conversation about, man, you getting all type of gyms. Hey, you guys are getting too many bars here, man. I'm like, well, where no, are we at? Where are we at at the time? No, so we were talking about this today, and I told one of my friends this at lunch. Um, like Ty Lopez has just bought Pier One Imports, the intellectual property, and Radio Shack, and he's buying it for the intellectual property and the data. So the thing is, even though I shut the business down, the business didn't bankrupt. I shut the business down. I still have. 70,000 emails. I still have 27,000 customers. I still have all the domains. I still have all the trademarks. I still have all the suppliers. So the good thing is even though it's dormant and not profitable or generating income, I own the intellectual property and the assets that I can use in another business or I can sell. So like Ty Lopez, what he's doing is he's buying these businesses that are going out of business, getting rid of the actual physical locations, but he's, he owns the actual digital assets, which is the customer information. Right. So even though I didn't take the money and the businesses and generating money now, I still have the digital assets so I can use the list. I can sell the list, so on and so forth. So there's still value in that. Mm. And what is your ultimate play? Is your ultimate play like selling all these businesses? and going So to- my long term play now is that this is recent. What I told you about the EBITDA and, and transform whenever we, we changed everything from education to the SaaS 
we increased the valuation. Now, like my five year play now is to build up everything and, and remove myself. Like brands are very hard to sell that are attached to a personal brand. Like ClickFunnels is valued at a billion dollars, but nobody will give ClickFunnels a billion dollars. Do you know why? Because it's built off of Russell. Everybody knows Russell. Because if Russell was out of the picture, ClickFunnels would suck. The software is just okay. Even though I use it, I've made millions with it, it's just okay. It's the infrastructure that he built. It's the personal brand around him, right? Mm. So the AMZ formula is me. I've done everything. A lot of my other brands and my education is me. So what we've done is we found a way to increase the value, increase um, the experience that everybody gets, and replace myself so I can work at a higher level, which is strategically, how can I make everything better? Strategically, how can I make everything, um, you know, work better? And how can I increase the valuations and make the software better? So for the last year, I've been working with the team developing AMZ Hunter. So I, now I have all this time and energy to make one of the best Amazon softwares on the, on the planet. But all of my students are getting massive value because now instead of a call with me, you get a call every week with a different coach. So I'm help, like it's a win-win situation. The students are getting more help. They're getting more value. I'm producing a better product and I'm able to help transition things from being a personal brand to now a company. Because now if you have coaches, guess what? Coaches can get replaced. You can't replace me. Right? So a big thing is introducing coaches and introducing like Peloton. Like Peloton could sell because you could just go get anybody who's a bicyclist to run a play. But if it was the person, like David Shands is the face of Peloton, it would be hard to sell, right? So I'm still I'm still very engaged in the community. I do Kinda a lot like of the P90X stuff. P90X was attached to like the people. Exactly. Like, See, uh, what was his name? Sean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the dude, you know exactly. And that's why it didn't work. Same play with um George Foreman. Yeah. Same play. So it's Hey y'all, I ain't gonna lie, man. They sent me this Yuffie Lock. Think about being on a couch. Someone rings the doorbell. Your child left their key at school, and they need you to get off the couch to open the door. Well, you don't have to do it anymore with this Eufy lock. You can open, unlock, see who's at the door all on your phone. It's super easy to install. You can set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. It's keyless entry so it's no more fumbling for your keys when your hands are full coming from the grocery store 0.3 second fingerprint recognition listen you put your fingerprint on there you don't have, even if you got you got your bags you put one finger out there boop you get to unlock your door that way no battery anxiety you don't have to worry about the battery dying quick charging it's incredible also passcode unlocking and remote control with a 2K clear sight camera so you can see who's at the front door. You're in control anywhere from the app. Enhanced night vision. It's absolutely incredible. No monthly fee either. So unlike other brands that charge a monthly fee, you have you have uh, recordings locally. and You don't have to pay for the storage. Customer support is on 10. Listen, Eufy is on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. All backed by our professional customer service team. Listen, you can contact them anytime, telephone, email, or live chat. Okay? Listen, you need this Eufy lock. You need to look it up. All you have to do is go to the official website, Eufy, E-U-F-Y.com. I just 
ordered mine, okay? I love this product. It is incredible. It's a game changer. It makes life so much easier, right? So if you have a video doorbell already or any smart lock, it's, 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 it's time to replace it. It's time to replace it. So listen, search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, video lock. Search Eufy video lock. That's E-U-F-Y video lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Okay? You can get a complete control of your front door, your life, back door, incredible. Okay, so search Eufy, E-U-F-Y, Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash Video Lock. Creators, we like it's our babies. Like we <laughs> love being a part think of about it. That. But it's huge. Like after talking to venture capitalists and paying absorbent amounts of money for people who have exited hundred million dollar deals, and they're telling me the criteria, what they're looking for. I'm like, I got to think on another level. This isn't just a hustle to make some money. Like going from seven to eight figures and eight figures to a nine figure exit is a totally different thing. They want sustainability. They want predictability. Continuity helps. They don't want it attached to one single person. They want to eliminate any variable, kind of like an insurance company. They want to check your blood. They want to check everything. They want to eliminate every variable that something's going to happen to you. So a venture capitalist is the same way or an investor is the same way. Think about if you were to put your money up, you're thinking like, what happens if something happens to you? What happens if this? What happens if this? So it's the same situation. So now I'm just trying to strategize everything to make it more corporate, uh, more professional and not specifically, you know, needed upon me being attached. Dang, that's dope. So I could literally never sell this podcast. (laughs) No, yeah, yeah. I mean, by the the way, you know, boom. (laughs) I I love doing this, but it it, it moves my mind to kind of what... um, what EYL is doing, right? With uh, Earn Your Leisure, they got shouts out. I'm on the Earn Your Leisure Network, so they build this this network of podcasters, right? And yep. they don't need me because there's another podcaster out there that's they can put in my place if I ever say, "Yo, I'm out of here." Yeah, and then and then they can sell the network because it's not based on any one it's person's a big play. likeness. Yep, it's not. Yeah, shout out to Rashad and Troy. Ah, but it's it's not a it's big. It's a big play. It's a whole nother situation. Just like Jay-Z and it's crazy like we were just chatting about this yesterday. I was just with Rashad and then, With Jay-Z? Yeah, like no no, not with I Jay-Z. Was gonna say, Josh, no, no, no. Level, no. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was just no, um we were talking about this Jay-Z like He's a billionaire. He's very successful. You always see him around all these other people. But Jay-Z is a connector. The whole brunch play is a connection. He brings all these different moving pieces, all these different people, brings them, puts them in one area and then feeds off and builds businesses and creates business synergies and relationships. And that's where he makes all his money. If you look at the strategic plays, now he's on the board with Twitter, right? He's on all these different boards. He Mm -hmm. sold a fraction of his company recently for several hundred million dollars, but he's still a part of the play. And now he's got the business relationships. So it's all about the synergies. It's all about the relationships. It's all about being able to move those pieces around, right? Oh, my gosh. How much is, did you know already before this? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, um, I had a, another question for you. Oh, so with, with your, like, students, um, how often do they get to have these conversations? Like, do you, are, you, are you in the group or... Like yeah, you just so kind of teach your coaches. So we we have the coaches, like all the coach. And here's another thing: like coaches aren't like we just put applications out there. Hey, you know the thing. All the coaches work in my actual business, my Amazon business, like part of the team, my advertisement team, my graphic artists. 
um, Eileen, which is my director of operations, or they're the most successful students that been underneath my training. Mm. Like Joseph O'Connell, one of our most successful students, did over close to a million dollars, got his first investment property, retired himself and his wife, been traveling around the world. He's one of the coaches, right? The PPC instructor is actually one of the coaches PPC? that- PPC? is the pay-per-click, does, deals okay. with the advertising. He actually works for me in my Amazon business. So everything that I'm doing inside my Amazon business, they're teaching, or everything that is being taught is something that they've executed on my behalf. Like they were student they won they took action That's they got massive more results valuable bro like i don't necessarily it is see wanna, what i'm you see yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah, though yeah 100 yeah, because i don't necessarily need to talk to the owner of walmart i want to talk to the manager who knows every piece of it that's like super in it because like you're in your lambos and all your jets and all that kind of stuff and i i think it's i think it's even more beneficial for your students to talk to the people who are like really still in the fight every single day, getting the, the marching orders from you. But do the students ever get to talk to you? Do you ever pop in there? Yeah. So once in a while I do pop-ups, uh, we have a telegram chat, which is active and I'm trying, I'm trying to be in there as active as that's humanly dope. possible. We do random meetups. Um, I go live into Facebook every once in a while. So I try to be as much in the community as humanly possible but it's like when I, I was. I want to talk to you anymore. I want to talk to your guys. Like, yeah, it's like, like I want to get my, 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 my Amazon store, and I want to talk to those cats. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The value is crazy, and just everybody's been growing. The community is amazing. Um, so it's it's all about adding as much value as humanly possible, making sure everybody levels up. And now I can like from a bird's eye view see and move these moving pieces to make it better. Like we're implementing the software, and we're implementing all these different changes and our platforms and you know what different trainings we're adding and systems and so on and so forth. Gosh. And does the, the actual content on what to do, how to do all that kind of stuff, that's you. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So okay. the AMZ formula is like over 15 hours. It's step-by-step -step A to Z high quality video and audio. Each and every video has a PDF instruction. It has the transcript of it. We have templates, resources, contracts, contacts, everything, right? And it's all oh, from like A to Z. Oh, like of like, you have yeah, like list of suppliers and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, there? everything. So like websites, uh, links, suppliers, cease and desist letters, package stuffers, anything and everything that you can think of. Literally anything you need to start, build, or grow this business is inside of that. Like it's called the AMZ formula, not because it's some marketing thing. It's the formula I developed through trial and error. Like you see the cartoons where the scientists are making stuff. They do something wrong, it blows up. They do something wrong, it blows up. And then they make the thing. So that's what happened over the last several years is I was trying through trial and error, trial and error, trial and error, building a successful eight-figure business. Um, it's everything that I do, everything that I know. And it's constantly updated. And right now they can go to, uh, what is it, Social Proof? FBA. FBA, Social Proof. F is in Frank, B is in boy, A is in apple. Yep. Social Proof FBA. Okay. All right. So, yes, let's let's get into that together, y'all. Because <laughs> I feel like that'd be something like my, I'm, I'm still on my, like, my super one thing, but my, my wife would probably enjoy. Cause, I mean, it's not necessarily housing all the product and, and shipping and all. It's just figuring out what to sell. Exactly. How to sell. Oh, what about marketing? How do we get people to the store? Absolutely. So remember, the difference between Google and, and Amazon is people are going to Amazon ready to buy. Ready to buy. So there's areas that we can put keywords and like without going too like nerdy on it, like Amazon's a search engine just like Google. Mm -hmm. So when you go and you type in baseball bat on Google, people are going to show up. The person who shows up first 
has the best ranking, right? So there's multiple variables that go into ranking. Amazon's algorithm, the eight, uh, nine algorithm is a lot less complex than Google. Like to rank something on Google with SEO takes six months, maybe even a year, depending on how competitive. On Amazon, it's just a matter of like the listing quality, keyword density, uh, the amount of volume that it's getting, price point. There's multiple different variables that go into it, so it's and much easier to rank. Detail, take, a, take a time. Absolutely, everything. Okay. And then again, if this sounds like technoblabble, like everything is easy, concise, step by step. I share my screen. I show you everything. Like I don't know if anybody. I don't know if you ever tried to run Facebook ads before. I have agencies run it's my Facebook ads. Bro. It's ridiculous. You got to put the code on the page. You got to do all, move all this stuff. You got to navigate it. On Amazon, when you set it up, it's about this long. There's four or five buttons to click. You put the keywords in there. You put the price. You hit start. Like the reason why in 2018, Jeff Bezos' letter to shareholders, he said that the reason why we're growing so much is because the people that use our platform are growing so much. Facebook's a billion-dollar company, one of the most successful companies in the world. Why are they? Because they're advertising. You, you, and you can all sign up for free, but I pay to advertise to all of y'all. So that's how it works with Amazon. Amazon makes all their money off the advertising, makes money off the prime, makes money off all these different things. So the easier they make it for us to advertise, the more money we spend advertising because the more money we'll make advertising. So a lot of people think like, oh, well, isn't Amazon just going to steal your product? It doesn't make sense for them to steal your product, put up the capital to make the product, manufacture the product, ship the product, advertise the product when they can just help you sell more of it and they make 100% profit. <laughs> Think about it. Like right. they, they make profit off of everything. They right. have the number one UPS contract. They've got robots at their facility. They make PPC cost them nothing. It doesn't cost them any money to show your product up in search results when they type in your keyword. Right. Mm. Doesn't cost them anything. Doesn't cost Facebook anything. That's why they're so profitable. Yeah. Oh, all right. So, yes, social proof FBA. Let's be a part of that. But I got I got to like try to touch on this um th- this marketing stuff, bro, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you literally like blew my mind while I was at this mastermind in terms of the psychology and how people buy in terms of different products and all that kind of stuff. So, you'll you'll launch a product and you just run the bag up crazily. But it's not just because you're just hitting a button or they, you know, it's, it's ads. So you're walking me through, like, why this comes after this and why this has to say this and all that kind of stuff. So if we can touch on marketing real briefly, man, because... That's, that's crazy. That's broad, man. Marketing, like... I know. I know it is. Man, but that's I, a whole nother episode. Let me see. 100%. So it depends on the product that you're selling, right? But I want to tell you this, like, the easiest way to sell anything is with a funnel. And what a funnel is, like... People no longer, it's not advantageous as a business owner that's marketing anything to just have a website, right? To just have a website. Like funnels are crazy. Outside of Amazon, it's totally different. Like the funnel wouldn't work with Amazon, but for info products, coaches, consultants, anything in that field, any type of business, even chiropractors, doctors, doesn't matter. Funnels are where it's at because you can do multiple different things. You can collect data. You can have a lead magnet where you're exchanging something of value to collect their information and it collects leads. You can, when you're selling things, you can have multiple different flows like the upsells, the downsells, the one-time offers. So now you're increasing your UPT, uh, UPT, which is unit per transaction, and your ACV, which is average cart value, increasing your LTV, which is lifetime customer value. 
So those are key metrics. When you're trying to scale, like we spent $2 million in advertising last year. When you're trying to scale and spend more money in advertising, you have to know these key metrics. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to scale. You're going to become unprofitable at a point if you can't optimize and hit those targets. So one of the easiest ways that you can do this is by having the having these funnels, and it can be it can be multiple different variables: selling more of the product, selling um, product that's similar, selling other cross promotional products, selling memberships, all different types of things. Man, so you, let's, you, you let's can say go I'm a real coach. crazy. Say I'm a coach, right? Uh, and I and I'm, I'm helping people become their best selves through motivation or inspiration, right? Okay. If I was your personal one-on-one client, right, and you were going to, like, coach me through how to make my first million dollars this year as a coach, and you know my message, um, I have a book. Let's say I wrote a, I wrote a book. What, would you, what advice would you give me? So I'll get to the book in a second. Like, the fastest way to make a million dollars humanly possible with a coaching, consulting program, digital course, membership, uh, mentorship, anything like that in reference to uh, education or information is going to be a webinar, webinar presentation, right? Now, there's multiple different variables, like I kind of explained at the mastermind. You have, like, let's just, let's just go from, uh, from one to 10K. Let's just go from one to 2K and then 2K above. Anything under 2K, you can do a webinar, which is like a 90 so minute presentation. Under 2K, like price point. You're, so you're off for $2,000. Yeah, okay, so anything you. that you're selling that's 1000 to $2,000, you could do a webinar presentation, which is just a, a presentation. It's roughly around 90 minutes, where what you're doing is you're giving them infra- information, inspiration, uh, information, inspiration, and infor- information, inspiration, and motivation. You're giving those three different things. You're answering questions. You're teaching them. Hold on. And then you're Hold presenting on, an offer. I never, okay, because you didn't give me that, I don't think, the last time. Yeah. Okay, information. Inspiration and motivation. Inspiration. And what is the difference between the three? So look at it like this. You, you sell with logic. Right. Because people want to logically make sure that it makes sense. And then you close with the motion. So you have to hit both of them. It's spicy. Hold on. You have to sell with logic and we what? You sell with logic and you close with emotion. So you want to hit on both of those. That's going to increase your conversions. So we hit on inspiration, motivation and information. Right. Inspiration is why. Why. Why will they feel inspired to do it? Mm -hmm. Motivation is why should they do it? Right. And then the information is how they do both of those. Got you. Got you. Right. So we hit on all of that stuff. Um, what another thing that you could so do. If I was a coach, you would say, come up with a thousand to two thousand dollar offer. Yeah. Immediately. Another thing is whatever. Like I told you I, in Miami, if you want to double your business, the, the easiest way anybody listening can double their business in the next 90 days is to double their price. Done. Simple metric. Like so many people are focused Not on gradually. You're just. Here's the problem. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, I launched a product at 500, wanted to serve the world, was doing okay. Took it to 1,000, doubled it, was nervous, thought I was going to get resistance, served more people, right? Started selling a higher ticket after that, served more people. What you have to understand is there's different levels of people, right? Something, if you're selling something for $19, you might not be able to serve the person who's following you that's at $5,000. There's different needs, right? Look at it like if you look at a restaurant menu, Right. You may be able to get a burger, but you still have a steak. So you got a seven dollar burger and you got a forty dollar steak. It's two different clientele. So one of the biggest mistakes I made is not charging enough. Right. The best thing that you could do for your clients is charge more. Why? Because if you pay, you pay attention. And where there's a transaction, there's transformation. 
right? Hey, like the more you pay, the more you're going to put into it. Like a $20 ebook, it's like, pfft. I ain't opening that. It's a dub. You know, like it's twenty dollars. If I, I get to it, I get ebooks to support my friends for twenty dollars or $10 never opened it. That never even opened it. You put a couple thousand dollars down on something. You better believe you ain't just putting it up on the shelf, right? So that's that's kind of how it is. Um, anything that's higher ticket that I would say is like above two k, so two k to ten k. What I like to do is to get them on the phone, right? Because it's very hard to sell something so high ticket without physical one-on-one communication. So that works very well. And the vehicle we use is a VSL. It's a video sales letter. So that's not a webinar where we're asking for money at the end. It's where we're saying book a call. So what we're doing is strictly, we're not doing all the other stuff. We don't need the emotional logic, all that stuff. All we want to do is point blank, why this, what it is, why it works, why they should do it, give them some qualification standards in reference to how much they need or how it works or what they can expect and then put them through an app and from the app, a phone call. And what that does is make sure it's a good fit for both parties. So webinar to a call. VSL, it's a video sales letter. So like 20 minute video. After the 20 minute video, you tell them, hey. Oh, this is different than the webinar. Yeah, webinar is just to sell something one to 2K. Like you want to make a million dollars fast, you have a thousand dollar product, you have a two thousand dollar product. Do a webinar, do that presentation to you make a million dollars. Like you should do do that. Did I do that? Yeah. yeah. So I did a webinar two years straight every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every webinar, Sunday. For two years straight. Yep. For two years. Yep. For two years. Because you get better every single time. You learn more every single time. You can serve more people on a personal level. Um, so it's a win-win situation. Same presentation? Same presentation. See, I would be Small nervous that the same, like somebody's, well, they would be judging me, I think. Because they know it's, oh, here's here's the joke. It'll be like, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. Be, here's the thing. I get it out the way. Like we start the webinar. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for showing up. Blah, blah, blah. Small talk. How many of you guys in the chat box down below think I'm going to say you something here today? Everybody says yes. Don't worry. I won't let you down. <laughs> we started. We're, we're three minutes in. I already told I'm going to say you something. So that the, that the thing is, when you try to like act like you're teaching people and then ask for money, it, it doesn't it's not right. It's not genuine. When you serve somebody and you help somebody and you give them game and then you make an offer and it's not like forcing down their throat and they can make the decision, it's a whole different situation because you're serving them. Grant Cardone says if you don't sell them, you hurt them. Why? Because if you don't offer your knowledge to your clientele and you genuinely know you want to help people, you want to serve people, you care about people, you're ethical, right? And you don't sell them the information. Guess what? Your competitor who doesn't care about them will. Mm. So the best thing you could do, and that's something I, I wanted to be the cheapest for everything. I wanted to please everybody on human earth, and I couldn't, I couldn't help anybody. So I had an epiphany, and it relates to what we did. And this is in one of my companies. It's charge more. That gotta be Neo. That gotta be Neo. Is that is Neo? Lambo show. I can hear him. It's a, a couple bunch of, of it's a yeah, bunch it of Lambos outside. My friends must have followed me. Uh, my, yo, tell them to turn them cars down. Yeah, <laughs> it's like five of them. In a Bentley. Oh, so Pushman's in the building. Dad, it. Yeah. All right, see, we can't have no privacy. <laughs> so, so the epiphany was, uh, the epiphany that I had was charge more, pay more, make more. Charge so, more, pay more. Make more. Make more. So charge more for my products, mm-hmm. pay more to my employees and the people in my community, and make more money as a result. Charge more, pay, pay more, more, make more. Make more. So you get paid in, in direct 
proportion to the value that you bring to others. Hold on one second. Neil, we're shooting an interview. Neil, okay? Yeah, now, turn them cars you down. The, you got the 30, you got the 30 <laughs> cars flying up. <laughs> okay, all right, so charge more, pay more, make more. And I like that philosophy. Yeah, like charge. It was an epiphany I had. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park So, because when you're trying to please everybody and you have a low ticket item, you can't pay your people more money. If you can't pay them more money, you can't hire better staff. If you hire better staff, you're going to get more value to your community. They're going to get better results. So it's it's a circle. The more you can put into your community, the more you can put into the people who serve your community, the more they'll make, the more they'll appreciate you, the longer they'll stay. It's just a win-win situation. Mm. So now, like, instead of trying to focus on, like, saving planet Earth, I'm focusing on my core audience at a specific price, and I'm not feeling bad about it because I know I can offer the best product that exists on the planet. I know I can hire the best people, and I don't have to try to cut budgets and and save money and stuff because of margins and scaling and all this other stuff. Now I can, the margins there, which means I can spend more on ads, which means I can reach more people. I can serve more people. I can change more people's lives. Mm, I love it. And I got, I made this post the other day and it was a serious, genuine um, question that I had. Lifestyle marketing is, does it work? Is it needed? Like, like, what do you think about that? Because, um, yeah, what do you what do you think about like the whole lifestyle marketing? So I think you play in that you play in that box, right? Yeah, a little bit of everything, man. I, I hit different angles. So I think the main thing is that you want to diversify and hit different angles, right? There's so many different ways that you could be. The most like the thing that's gonna work the best is being yourself. Like if you try to do something that somebody else is doing, like Gary Vee or somebody else, and that's not you, it's not your personality, you're gonna get resistance. But if you be yourself, guess what? There's seven billion people in the world. You only got to sell a thousand dollar product to a thousand people to make a million dollars. That's a thousand people out of seven billion. So if you're yourself, there's millions upon millions upon millions of people that are just like you or that can relate to you or that will love you. You can't please everybody. So like, I'm okay with that. I understand not everybody's going to like me. Some people won't respect me. They won't like me. Whatever. That's cool. I don't want to please everybody, but I do want to help as many people as possible. I've just been myself and I've always focused on over delivering and just giving like pouring my heart out, giving them everything, like giving the gift away. Mm-hmm. Right. So many people are like, I don't want to teach them too much. I don't want to give them too much. What if they don't you buy everything away on this? On I this give you guy, everything bro. like there's none. Of, this is everything I'm doing, everything that I did to scale to make millions of dollars, my future to sell to make millions of dollars. What's making me millions of dollars. I give it all away. But so is that a part of a strategy, though, in terms of art? I'm on the I'm on a jet and it's it's legit. It's not bad while challenge stuff. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's like legit. You actually own these cars that you're posting in front of. Yeah. Yeah. Is do I need to do more of that? 
What do you so think? what my my thing is like I just want to show the culture and the people what's like I don't do that to bogue or uh, brag or boast or any of that. I just want to show the culture what's possible. Yeah. Like a lot of us, like I remember when I was young and I seen my first car Lamborghini. Like I thought you had to be a movie star or like a, a artist or somebody or like you know what I mean. So to be able to show people like listen, somebody I still don't have a high school diploma. I have a ninth grade education, right? I was a felon until I was able to get it expunged. Like you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be, you know, somebody of high net worth to be able to live a nice, nice uh, life. So I'm constantly doing that to inspire, motivate and show transparency. But also like that's just me living my life. Like if I turn the Instagram off, I'm still going to fly private. Right. In Texas, (laughs) we got a foot of snow. Commercial was shut down. I took my whole family private to Miami. We went from Miami to Virgin Islands. I'm still going to do it. If social media didn't exist, I'd still have a Lamborghini. That's what I want to do. Um, and I feel that you shouldn't cheat yourself. You should treat yourself. Right. Mm. But that's a whole nother story. Like the house, the cars, the trips, the jets, everything, all of these depreciating assets are assets that are non-performing or paid for off of performing passive investments. So I've got 50 apartments. They pay for my mortgage house on the golf course with the pool. They pay for my car. Right. Stocks, the investments, the other investments, I'm about to grab a few trucks. All these other passive investments pay for the toys. They pay for the trips, right? I use my credit card. I use a gold American Express. I've got several million points, a gold American Express to buy products and to run advertisement. I get 4X points on two different categories. All of the gear, when I go to Saks Fifth, I'm liquidating credit card points. It's free money, mm. right? When I go and I take my kids shopping to Nike and I get them these $70, $80 shoes, $150 shoes, I'm not buying them. I'm liquidating these credit card points, right? And I'm buying it with that card. Every Sunday I take my family out to dinner. I don't work on Sundays. What I do is I take them out to eat and I liquidate my credit card points from my Amex, which is just points for using it for my business. Wow. Right? It's just simple stuff that you know like that. And, and like another play like it's going to help a lot of you guys. This is going to allow you to 50x the amount of um, interest that you're making on your savings. So many of us have money stored away for a rainy day, right? So you're getting 0.001 interest from the bank. Simply take it and put it into a high yield savings interest savings bank with like American Express. They're going to give you a half of a percent. Now, you're not going to get rich off that, but two things are going to happen. Number one, you're getting half a percent instead of a hundredth of a percent, right? So you're getting more money for free for doing nothing with no risk. And on top of that, now when you go to apply to increase your credit card limits, you're going to get a higher valuation. You're going to get higher approvals based off of the money saved with the company. You're a genius, bro. Yo, keep it like keep keep it real with you, like um, like just a a true wealth of knowledge, man. And um, I just learned so much in this like short hour and hour and a half, hour and twenty minutes, man. And um, outside of the podcast, I can attest that like literally, it's at dinner you're giving me the same game. Yeah. And then after after the the, the mastermind, it's like twelve o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, and he's still like, yo, let me show you, let me show you, and yeah. Then, like when you were going, you're like, oh, here goes my next, here's my five pages. Just model your offers after Absolutely. these. And I can truly say you've never asked for anything in return. I can tell you like, this is a philosophy. I, I really don't know where it came from, but um, it's a blessing being a blessing. Like I feel like when you plant seeds, like you'll reap a heart. Like I'm constantly planting seeds. Like I give, I give it away. Like I, I give my best stuff away. I help people all the time. And when you do it truly with no intent, like you don't want anything, I feel like that's when these seeds multiply. Like I believe in energy. I believe in um, reciprocity. I believe a lot in like 
the law of the universe and law of attraction. Like I'm very, very practical and I'm very like, um, like I'm, I'm real, real safety with like, I'm, I have a safety net over my energy. Like I'm always trying to have a positive energy. I'm always trying to have positive relationships. I'm always trying to help people as much as humanly possible that I can with zero expectations. Right. So I'm just constantly planting seeds. Um, you know, and it, it, it Maybe it helps, maybe it doesn't, but that's something that I feel like is a, is an attribution to my success. Like, just genuinely helping people with no expectations. Like, man, I, I appreciate. It. I, I definitely feel comfortable uh, putting uh, put my wife in uh, Amazon, <laughs> the Amazon yeah. program because I know it's coming from a genuine place, and you truly know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. So look, I got to do I got to do a quick commercial, and um, I want. And I'm going to come back with a, 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 a final question for you, okay? So, um, and you got to close it out with something deep and thought-provoking, okay? okay. So oh, you can think deep, about that, okay? Deep, deep <laughs> and thought-provoking, all right. <laughs> so this episode is sponsored, as always, by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, which is the only organization that's, uh, that, that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship. Josh, did you know every morning I'm on a call with hundreds of entrepreneurs that I'm coaching, teaching, um, and they're all in various industries. Some people, they're not even entrepreneurs, but they join because they want to be entrepreneurs. They want to be inspired and they want to learn stuff. And they have, and have people like you come on. Have you come on the morning meetup yet? No, you know what? I got to check it out, man. You I've been asleep. You got to be on there and speak. I've been sleeping. You're going to come yeah. on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right, yeah. But I, I, I wanted to tell the people that the morning meetup is um, not only has it taken my, everybody that's a part of it, their business to the next level, but it really truly helps me mm. because imagine waking up, having these types of inspirational, motivational, educational conversations every day. Mm. And some people go to work and every day it's negative. I don't want to be here. The stuff mm. I don't want to do, right? And it's just it just starts your day at a whole nother level. So go to themorningmeetup.com. If you want to uh, try it out, you can be on for a dollar. One dollar for seven days. Wow. You never know. Josh might be on the day for the dollar. Yeah, you dollar, come on. I'm signing up immediately, <laughs> man. It's a dollar. It's Absolutely, man. So uh, join the morning meetup. We'd love to have you. Uh, Josh, I got to ask you a question, man. I like to make predictions on the podcast. Mm. And, um, I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to ten years so that I can watch this and say, yo, he said that five years ago. Look at him. He's doing it. So yeah, next five to ten years. That's funny because this is what I'm working on right now. We kind of discussed it. So right now I'm focusing on a large exit like I'm focusing and setting my business up five years out. In five years, I want to sell my company um, for you know multiple eight figures, possibly close to nine figures. That was the whole play that I told you. So that's what I'm working on. I'm taking all of that. I'm putting it into uh, real estate, and I'm gonna grow my real estate and chill with my family, man. That's that's my whole play until I find the next thing. So that's what I'm working on right now. Um, I got a few other things in the pipeline, but you know that's that's what I can tell you. You think you'll you think you'll get get acquired in the next five years? It's, five to ten. It's not about how; it's about when. See, remember when you have the strategy, it's not it's not about thinking about the outcome. You know what's going to happen. It's just about when. See, people give up. Remember, they don't start or they give up. You know why? Because they don't know that answer when. Right. I could tell you, you play basketball every day for the next three years. You'll be better. It's inevitable. You can't argue with me. You lose that bet. But you know why people give up? Because they don't know when they're going to get better. They don't know when they're going to get to that level of skill set and they can't handle that. That's why the one percent has what the ninety nine percent doesn't. So I know it's not about how it's about when I just got to keep throwing shots and not looking at the counter. He's been doing this for an hour and a half now. <laughs> yeah. Did you learn everything you know from DL? Yeah, me, me and him like MCs, man. Yeah, we, nah, we like MCs, like Biggie and, and, and Pac before the beef. Oh, for sure. 
for sure. All right, yo, well, um, thank you. I got I to get you to close it out. Um, listen, if you go to Social Proof FBA. Social, Social Proof, Proof FBA. FBA. Um, one, you'll save more money uh, by going to that website we'll have below than actually going to his website. So thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate that. And um, I, I, I'm super excited about being involved and getting my own story because that's an asset. Right? Absolutely. Just, Been telling Brandon, man, he's sleeping, man. So sleep. oh, hey, sleepers for suckers. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you'll take action on oh, it. You I'm, I'm going to make $2 million and I'm going to show him. Like, yeah, yeah. I, he told you before he told me. <laughs> yeah. But look at this. So do me a favor. How, how can people reach out to you, man? Um, and I need you to close this out with a word of wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. So it's official Joshua Crisp on Instagram, Joshua Crisp on YouTube, hundreds of free videos worth of game, no selling, no BS. Um, the podcast is from nothing to something. I'm getting back and going into the podcast. So I have to get you on there and school, school me in the podcast game. Um, other than that, you can check out is um, Social Proof FBA. Join the program, take action, join it through the link, save $100. Um, you can see if you go to AMZ Formula, it's $1,000. You don't have any of the bonuses. So I'm always open. If they want to DM me, they want to reach out. I'm here to help any way as possible, any way that I can possible. And I just want to like recap on this. Like, If you guys get anything from this, I've said it over and over and over again. If you get anything from this podcast, like the biggest key that I can give you in anything and everything that you're doing is understand that everything is possible. Everything is obtainable. Nothing is as hard as it seems. And the only way that you can fail is by not starting or by giving up. You have to understand that the enemy is in the enemy, right? Anything you want to do is obtainable. You just have to start and you cannot give up. You will have self-limiting beliefs. You will have objections. You will have barriers. You will hit walls. You will have colleagues, friends, family members doubting you, telling you to stop, telling you're not good enough, but do not share large dreams, large goals with small-minded people because you're going to fall to their perspective. Their perspective is not where yours are. Their ambition is not where yours are. Stop focusing on the adversity. Stop focusing on where you're at, your age, your credit, your situation, how many kids you got, the the situation with your family. Understand when you point one finger at anything or anyone, you got three pointing back at you. You're the only one that will make you successful. You're the only one that'll change your situation. No one's going to come do it for you. So let's get to work. We can't close it out no better than that, man. Do me a favor. Go get you some social proof. Okay. Go build something. And I want you to do exactly what Josh did. Come back to the community, go on a podcast, tell people to game, record some videos, give people to game, get a podcast, give people to game because you have to go get that social proof and take it back. Back to your community to teach somebody else how to do it. Okay, go to Social Proof FBA and let's get started. We are out of here. Peace. Let's get it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.